0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. This is Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast with Mark Poulos so fuck you and fuck your baby and fuck your <laughs> wife and why, 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 and, why and, fuck them all have headphones? we're recording at a barbecue gas station we're not pausing this to put a baby in there so, <laughs> uh, so you can just stop it right you're half drunk and high oh, and right. trying to read a map all right, here
1: we go. we're literally we're on, the edge. <laughs> we're on the edge of the grand
0: canyon that's my whole job when I'm on the road is protecting my butt
1: stoner and the fat man
0: he says man you really need to turn your life around.
1: Fuck you, Mark. Mark Poulos, <laughs> <party>. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast. I'm Mark Poulos. It's good to have you back. Today on the program, I interview a very funny comedian from Cincinnati, Mike Cronin. He, uh, it's the first time I met him. And uh, we didn't have much backstory to talk about, so we just went um, current events on this podcast. We talk about uh, certain events that are in the news, and we talk a little Last Comic Standing, and uh, then he takes on the dreaded five horrible questions. Enjoy. Yahoo! Welcome back. To the Unbridled Enthusiasm podcast, I'm Mark Poulos. On the show today, very special guest Mike Cronin. Yay! <laughs> Yay! It's a uh, it's a special occasion because uh, most of the time when I'm on the podcast, I have uh, I have people on that I know, and uh, frankly, I know nothing about you. Yeah, I met you uh, Thursday night in uh, where is it? Spring Lake? Spring Lake ah yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh we did that show and then we did a show here last night and that's the extent of I Know You yeah. so why don't you give some backstory as to who the hell you are
1: Mike I'm, I live in Chicago now I'm from Cincinnati um, I've been doing stand up for about 9 years and um, we need more energy, Mike. Can you bring it up a notch?
0: No, I'm just, uh, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> So basically just, you know, comic funny guy turning yeah. around and uh, we are in the same hotel together. So why not just tape a podcast? Let's do it. So usually when I have some, uh, some prior relationship with the comic, we have things to talk about, you know. Mm-hmm. We don't have much to talk about. We we can talk about Thursday. That was about <laughs> yeah. last night, maybe. There's nothing really crazy right. happening. So what I thought uh, would make oh shit Uh-oh. would make more sense <laughs> is uh, maybe just talk about a couple current events and get your take on them. You Let's know. do it. Uh, thoughts on Cosby? Do you have any thoughts on Bill Cosby? Um, it's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, I, it is crazy. How long is it I I'm trying to remember when when the Hannibal Burris thing came out. It was probably a while ago. I think ago. it was I think it was last year. I think it was like uh November maybe or mm,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's been a while. And, and it's I was just watching uh Jim Norton special last night and he did a whole big thing about it too and, and uh I don't know. It's so weird, you know, it's like it it's almost like uh, finding out that uh, Oprah is a bank robber. Yeah, you know it's just so <laughs> weird. Uh-huh. Like, here's this guy that we <clears throat> that we both grew up with. You know, mm-hmm. watching his show it was like the number one show on NBC, and and just a, you know, you always assume that people have dark sides, but you're like, yeah, this is a this is like a really <laughs> dark side. <laughs> really <evil>. Holy
1: shit! <laughs> it <laughs> it made me think. Um, about other people like like what's Seinfeld hiding or what's like oh yeah you no know, shit. these other clean comics that everybody looks up to like what there's got to be something under there
0: well Bill Cosby man it's just I mean even if if uh, even if half of it's true um, I mean I don't I don't know of any other story that I've even heard of or even came across of somebody that was able to get away with raping 10 women without being caught. Mm -hmm. And even if half of it's true, he's already over that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It was like 50 people now. Oh, it's just ridiculous,
0: man. And Jim Norton had such a great observation um, on his special about how it's unbelievable that through the years, I mean, because it started, you know, they're saying it started like in the 60s. And continued at least up until 2005 because that's when that that one case was. Um, That's, you know, we're talking about 30 years. Yeah, He never had a moment of clarity. Like Mm -hmm. he never had that moment where there was a mirror in the room and he looked up and saw himself like raping an unconscious woman (laughs) and was never like, I don't know if this is the right way to live my life right now. (laughs) He just like. And and that to me, you know, that really brought it home for me because I'm like, this is a textbook sociopath. Oh yeah. If uh, if he can do that much damage and just have zero moment of
1: clarity, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Yeah. It Amy Schumer funny. had a funny thing on her show. It was uh, I don't know if you saw that. It <laughs> was, she was playing Cosby's lawyer in um, oh court. the court of public opinion. And it was yeah, it was uh, anytime. Any allegations or anything? She's just like, ah, look at this colorful sweater. This is fun, <laughs> yeah, right? And then she just played like a <laughs> clip of the Cosby show.
0: <laughs> this guy couldn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants a pudding pop? Well, it's, you know, I I think of most of it as just the day and age we live in right now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really hard to have secrets. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to have secrets. And... There's so much software out there right now where even if you have those secrets and you're trying to cover your tracks, take the laptop, take the phone, hit a button, all that shit that was on there that you thought was deleted and gone forever, it's right back up.
1: Well, in the previous trials weren't secret knowledge. They were public information. Yeah. Like <laughs> Hannibal didn't say anything new. No, yeah. It just brought it
0: back to life because, you know, Cosby was such a uh, political correctness police yeah. that, uh, you know, Hannibal was just getting tired of it. So he's just like, this guy's a raper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So uh, the next story I thought we could talk about because I, I'm i infuriated by it because I just can't stand it is Cecil the lion yeah. story with the dentist because it's from my home state of Minnesota. And people are just losing their goddamn mind over this lion that they've never met in their entire life. I get it. I get it. He went someplace. He basically dragged a lion out of a sanctuary that was a protected lion to these people of Zimbabwe and then inhumanely shot it, tracked it, kill it, decapitated it. Whatever. I get it. But why does it have to consume your life on a daily basis? <laughs> yeah. Where you're, Some lady posted on Facebook, dropping the kids off at daycare, headed to protest all day in front of the dentist's <laughs> office. Is that
1: really what you want to be doing with your fucking life today? I've seen as to... much, if not more, coverage on that than the Cincinnati uh, police shooting. Yeah, we're going to get into that right after <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> Yeah, so glad I bought fun? my <laughs> University of Cincinnati shirt. I just bought a, I just bought a brand new one that I've been wearing to shows and stuff. And I'm like, well, that's because yeah, over. you're
0: you're originally from Cincinnati, yeah. so it's got to be a tough time for Man, we are we are brothers in arms right now, yeah, Cincinnati and Minnesota. Yeah. I mean Minneapolis or whatever. So, what are your thoughts on the line? Do you feel like the outrage is warranted? Do you think people should be spending their entire day? screaming and yelling about a lion that they've never met before? Um,
1: I think it's a little obsessive. I mean, the guy is indefensible, I think. <laughs> well, yeah. But uh I think people may be overreacting. Like I I remember uh one of my favorite shows is uh, Psych. Oh, yeah. And there's an episode where somebody kills a sea lion and the whole town is, like, going crazy. (laughs) And I just, I remember watching it and thinking, this would never happen in real life. This is such crazy bullshit. And now we're living it.
0: Well, it's like, I watch a lot of, uh, uh, and I'm not a conspiracy nut, I'm just kind of. I have a healthy skepticism of our government and and things that go on. There's a lot of things that are unexplained, and Mm -hmm. I just find that I have a healthy skepticism. So I watch and listen to a lot of uh, the conspiracy theory guys, and they always talk about um, when there's a massive story in the news that uh, they're trying to kind of push down to page four, They'll highlight other stories that aren't that important mm-hmm. to kind of take your focus away from what's going on. Yeah, And it's like, as soon as this Iran deal came up and it started fucking falling apart, suddenly it's Confederate flags and a lion.
1: Right. <laughs> Those are the
0: top stories. Yeah, And we've got the Iran deal. We've got Planned Parenthood apparently selling babies. I don't know the whole story, but I don't know if it's actually they're actually selling babies it's it's i think they're towing the line of like profiting off of stem cells or something and people are just kind of calling it selling baby parts Mm -hmm. so like our top two stories every morning when you wake up on cnn is the fucking lion (laughs) and uh the confederate flag i mean i don't know if you saw that story but people started digging up a confederate general in a park because they were just tired of it being there Jesus is is this
1: what we've come to <laughs>
0: That's insane. I just so your stance on the line is like it's shitty, but maybe yeah maybe maybe do something else uh-huh. with your day yeah <laughs> so let's get into this guy from Cincinnati because oh, I didn't know that much about it, but they released a video I don't know if it was yesterday or a couple of days ago that these two black guys had taped him harassing them last year. And, uh, it's kind of chilling to watch cause he is like, you can tell he's a bully. And yeah. A dick. Mm-hmm. And, and they're just like, you know, why are you opening my door? Why are you trying to detain me? All this kind of shit. And he's like, cause I can't. Yeah. And at some point they're like, can we talk to your supervisor? And he says something like, you can, but I'm not going to let you. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as the supervisor shows up, he's like, I told them whenever they wanted, I'd call the supervisor. It's like, come on. So being from Cincinnati, do you have any other like inside scoop on what happened at the university? How far from the university was the shooting? Do it you was know that? Uh, half a mile off campus. That just seems crazy. How do they have jurisdiction
1: outside of the college? They don't, I don't think. I think... <laughs> I don't know what happened exactly, uh, but uh, it's crazy. Have you seen the body cam footage? Yeah, it's horrifying.
0: Where the guy's just like, oh, "What's going on?" Bah, 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 yeah. bah. Just like an assassinate. <laughs> he tries to car. open his door
1: without any. Sort yeah. of like okay. And what is what is the
0: whole thing? After he shoots him, he starts running down the street. The police officer. Mm-hmm. Did he shoot the guy, and then he got out and started running? Or
1: he killed the guy in his car. He killed
0: the guy in the car. And then well, he
1: started running for whatever reason. No, the uh, the guy was trying to leave the scene or he was trying to take off because the cop kept trying to open his door and get him out of the car. So oh, okay. he started driving and the cop shot him in the head and his leg was still on the accelerator as he was dead. So the car kept moving. Oh, so okay. he like spun around the back of the car and then chased down the car after that. Jesus Christ, man.
0: It's just terrifying mm-hmm. the sh- the shit that's going on, and it and it sucks too because I don't know, you know. There's there's thousands upon thousands of police officers that do their job every day and they do it well, and and they are protecting people. And there's like all these bad apples, and they're just being highlighted right now. But I mean, if there are police officers that are this bad, like yeah. we need to know about it, you know.
1: Well, also Cincinnati had race riots like 15 years ago in the year 2000.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit, (laughs) man. Because another
1: cop shot, uh, I think he shot a black, on a a black guy. And so they had a big push on tasers. And then uh, a couple years later, some cops killed a black guy with tasers. (sighs) I keep seeing the story
0: on the internet and I don't know if it's true or not, but it says something about... Uh, investigation into white supremacists invading the police force abandoned 20 years ago or something like that (laughs) I don't know if it's true or not but I'm like this just seems insane like they're just uh, it's scary because like a lot of the conspiracy theory guys obviously are going down this road where they say that the way that the whole destruction is going to happen is they're going to somehow vilify the police force and cause it to be, you know, citizens against authority, and mm-hmm. that's when the new Civil War starts or whatever. It just seems crazy. But it's like you see this shit and you're like, oh my God, dude. I don't know how you wouldn't think that it's going to, you know, people aren't just going to sit around and take this much longer. Yeah. <laughs> Shit's going to get start get burned down if it hasn't already. Uh-huh. What was that story... I feel like it was like Ferguson or something where, where some where they were showing video of like Rio de Janeiro burning on the news and saying that it was Ferguson
1: because of Ferguson,
0: yeah, they were like, Oh my God, Ferguson's burning to the oh. ground, and it was like not Ferguson, <laughs> but that that type of stuff makes me laugh too where uh where guys get through on the news. And they're fake, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: you know, because they the news just gets so hyped up like we need we need a person on the inside, like yeah, we yeah. need the the scoop, you know, and if you ever want to joke, the police pretend like whatever's happening, that you're inside there while it's happening, like, <laughs> oh my God, we have an exclusive. We have a guy inside the school right now. And I think it was uh, Colorado or something where it was like a big flood like a building or something got bombed. And then there was just like water everywhere. And this guy got through to the news and he was like saying he was head of like water treatment Mm -hmm. at this place. And he had inside information and he gets on the thing and he goes, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we're thinking that it was either a couple cherry bombs down the toilet or somebody just took a really big shit. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, <laughs> I remember they, <laughs> that. Yeah. And
0: then they just cut him off. <laughs> and instead of being like, that was a prank call, the lady's like, oh, it sounds like we lost him. Uh, hopefully he'll call back in. It's like, you don't care if he calls back in. He's just fucking with you.
1: That was like the Asian flight that crashed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the- the pilot's name was Something Wong. Oh yes, Something Wong. Be too low. Be too low. <laughs> Bang ding al.
0: That's insane. That's another <laughs> crazy story because, uh, when that first happened, where like a plane just disappeared, you know, that's some like X Files shit, yeah, like is. alien shit, where mm-hmm. it's like we have no idea where that plane is, <laughs> you know, and they spent like weeks on the news, like. Theorizing and coming up, you have no idea where that fucking plane <laughs> is. Like, well, we've got this, uh, we got this map up here, and we, I think it went 15 nautical miles west and then south, and I believe it's right here. It's like you have no fucking idea. Yeah, no clue. And now, like, a supposedly a wing and a in a suitcase wash up on the shore, and that's all that's left of this plane. I mean, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Have you ever been on a flight where it felt like it was going down?
1: No never not at all
0: i only had a one time i was going from uh philadelphia to richmond virginia and we took this prop job over the mountains and it like dropped like a stone and, and like everybody who had their seatbelts on we were like lifted out of our chairs it was oh, fucking Jesus. spooky man but yeah. terrifying <laughs> uh so next thing uh last comic standing i feel like we got to talk about that because it's it's now on and uh what are your thoughts on the last comic standing? It's so they're down to eight episodes this year. They used to do oh, 10, really? and now they're only doing eight. Yeah. And uh, apparently they go from the 23 comics to 10 to 5 within, like, two episodes. <laughs> so it should be
1: interesting. Um, I uh, I have some friends in it. I, It's just ridiculous because, like, we were talking earlier about yeah. – uh, some of the funniest comedians who just aren't on that show and probably will never be on Last Comic Standing
0: don't uh, have a good story. I yeah, and that's what this all seems like it is. You know, it's I joke with marketing. my wife. I'm like, next time the auditions come around, I'm just gonna have to pretend to be a uh, Puerto Rican single father that's <laughs> homeless and does like open mics with uh, the money he gets from cans that I turn in or something. Because it's just like, I just I don't get it. I don't know why. The Like, uh, a friend of my wife's was auditioning for um, MasterChef or whatever. Amazing cook. You know, his food is just, like, five-star all the time. And uh, they loved him. They loved his food. But uh, he was a white guy from Richfield, Minnesota, Mm -hmm. and no story. So they didn't put him on the show because he (laughs) didn't have a good story. It's like, why do you need to – you know, why do you need the story? Like I, we need the viewers. it's Mm -hmm. like, well, he's a good cook, you know? (laughs) And it's just like the forced, the forced drama on these shows. It's just like, I remember I heard a story back about the, uh, the real housewives of orange County or whatever. And there was like Mm -hmm. two girls on there where their story arcs were just like, they were moms and living their lives and there wasn't any drama. So they just, got rid of them and brought two other people in that were out of their damn minds (laughs) like we need we need ratings you know nobody's gonna watch a mom that drops her kids off at school and has a happy marriage like that's not gonna happen so
1: yeah the uh the grand prize for last comic standing is a bunch of money and a development deal yeah and that's just like something that only happens in stand-up where as soon as you get to be one of the best stand-ups they go okay now you have to do something completely different yeah you know i fucking never even thought about that
0: (laughs) i won last comic standing now be an actor what what now you get to write at your own you get to be a writer and you get to be an actor and you get to be uh,
1: as far as uh, i know there's never been a show made off of last comic standing
0: no well i mean Uh, there hasn't been Uh, I did a Last Comic Standing episode last year with Stu McAllister and we talked about because the story behind Dat Fan at least the understory that nobody really talks about is when they got down to the top five Fox was very interested in developing a sitcom that revolved around Dat Fan Um. So they were kind of praying that he didn't win so they could do this development deal with him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So when NBC found out about that, they realized that if Dat Fan won, that they wouldn't even have to pay the prize money because Fox would, would have just bought him out so they could do this development deal. Yeah. So that's why he won <laughs> was that whole thing. Because if you go back and you watch, because Dave Mordahl is a good friend of mine and he was on that first season... If you go back and watch the head to head competition between Dat Fan and Dave Mordahl, I mean, it's not even close. Yeah. Like, Dat Fan should have been sent home on that head to head, and it was just stupid. Um, but it, I think the biggest problem I have with Last Comic Standing is the integrity of the show. Mm-hmm. Like, we know for a fact that Barry Katz is involved in the show. And ninety percent of the people that make it onto that show, and at least to the top ten, are his clients, right? Because he's in cahoots with NBC. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you can stand there and say that it's a show that promotes this contest of who's the funniest person when one of the producers is also a, a stand-up manager and his clients are on the show. Yeah. Like seems like a textbook uh, conflict of
1: interest, you know. And like last year, Norm Macdonald's a little better for judges, but last year they had Russell Peters instead, mm-hmm. and all three of those comics haven't been in a comedy club in
0: Russell Peters? 20 years. No, he's been on. Well, he I does mean, it he's all been, the time. Yeah, but he
1: does theaters and stuff. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: he's on the next level. Keenan Irie Waynes
1: doesn't do stand-ups. <laughs> yeah,
0: how, how does he get involved in this show? No idea.
1: And every time I see it, it infuriates me because he is talking in terms of – uh, selling a show so when he sees someone who's like I don't understand this your character here I don't think that's something that, yeah. that can work mm-hmm. but he's talking about in terms of uh, sitcom the not, development of the sitcom at yeah. the end
0: yeah and that's my problem too is like I didn't even think about it until you said it is like are they judging this contest on who's the funniest stand-up comedian or are they judging this contest on who's going to be the best person to develop a sitcom with mm-hmm. and those are two very different avenues yeah. you know if, that, if that's the, the, the way that they're going that they're judging this contest on the best the funniest person that they could make a sitcom from then I'm looking at it completely different than those top 23 comics that are on that show. It makes 100 percent sense why they're the top 23 comedians because yeah. they're all characters, mm-hmm. they're all very specific personalities, and uh, but if you're going to call that, why not call it the the next best sitcom star? Right? Yeah. Why not call it? You know, why call it Last Comic Standing? It's not about stand-up comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started on Roseanne. I don't know why she's on that show. (laughs) And she's, I guess she's having problems with her eyes, too. Did somebody say that? That Or she's going blind or something? I'm like, well, that's a good idea. (laughs) Let's put the blind person on there. (laughs) And I have a big problem, too, with the fact that every single comedian that stepped on the stage this year they thought was amazing. Mm -hmm. You were. Doing it, I've never seen it done like that before. My God, it's like the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Not one of those comics you were like, eh, "This isn't really that good." Yeah, you know. I mean, there was one girl from last week where Keenan said something like, "I don't think you have the best joke writing, but your your character kind of helps you out in that department or something like yeah. that." It was like the only bad thing I've ever heard any of them say to any of them. Uh-huh. And I'm just like,
1: "Well, know. Roseanne and the." Last year's first episodes was clearly wasted <laughs> during the whole. What she, she was just yeah apparently she's didn't just even on pills and like the first half she's really happy and then the second <laughs> half she is just an evil. <laughs> this
0: guy is the greatest comedian I've ever seen. Well,
1: the next guy. Well, no, it's like fuck a fuck yourself. It's like a three or four hour show of these well, yeah. fifty comics and Ben Kronberg comes up a quarter of the way through and just ruins Roseanne's personality (laughs) for the rest of the show. (laughs) So everyone else after that was just like, oh, God damn
0: it. I just, you know, the history of the show bothers me too with the whole waiting outside, Mm -hmm. like it's American Idol. Like somehow they're going to find a guy that that mops toilets at the airport as like the next great comedian. Yeah, It's just not... It's never going to be like that. Stand up comedy to singing, you can find someone who works at McDonald's and is a really good singer. It's just natural, raw talent. And stand up comedy, it just can't happen.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: you can't take someone who's never been a stand up comic before, put them into this type of competition, and they're going to sustain themselves all the way through it. Yeah. And it's just not going to happen. It's a developmental business. Like, you have to do it over and over again to get better at it. Right. And it was kind of like a, I don't know, just a shot to my ego that they would make it believe And Sean Kent was the guy that was on the first season. You remember Sean Kent? Yeah. I ran into him up in Canada, and he was such an arrogant asshole. (laughs) I was sitting in a room. It was me and another American comic and, like, six Canadian comedians, and he came in. And sat down like he was giving a seminar on how to be a comedian in the United States, not knowing that there was two American comedians in the room, and we're both looking at each other like, "What the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> down in America, this is how it works, guys." Yeah, it's like, really. And I just kept aching him on. I'm like, "Tell us more, Sean. What else you got? What else you got down there?" It's such a knob. Ah. Uh, take a moment real quick to uh tell you about a couple sponsors on the podcast um kb remodeling inc is uh is a great company if you live in the minneapolis area check out kb remodeling if you want to get uh any remodeling done around your house even small projects uh kevin brown runs the company he's very good at his job and also uh lee's tees uh it's a company that's been doing my funny t-shirts for quite a while now. And uh, if you've been at one of my shows and gotten one of my t-shirts, you know that it's uh, high-quality t-shirts and uh, high-quality colors and designs. Um, so if you need a t-shirt, stay away from the big guys, custom ink and all that BS. Go to Lee's Tees. That's leestee com for all your t-shirt needs. Um, and thanks to them for... Sponsoring the podcast. Um, (laughs) So what I'm wondering is, did we, did we, uh, did we cover everything about the uh, the Cincinnati police officer? I feel Um, like did we talk? Somehow we got off.
1: I we did get off topic. Yeah, but but I uh, feel like we might
0: have covered everything that we. There
1: was one thing. um, The Hamilton County prosecutor. uh, I was completely on his side because he was saying like we're not treating this guy as a police officer. We're treating him as a murderer. Oh, jeez! He shot this, this guy in cold blood for no reason. Mm. He lied about what, uh, everything in his report. And, um, and then I was like completely on this guy's side. And then (laughs) I heard that like less than two months ago, he made some awful racist statements about just black people in general. Oh my God. And I was like, Oh, son of a bitch. Of course. Of course, of, of course, Cincinnati. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he uh, he also was like the second one, because they also had that guy that was in Texas with that, what the hell was that lady's name? Sandra, oh, yeah. Sandra Bland or yeah. whatever.
1: What do you think about those conspiracies?
0: <sighs> you know what? It's crazy. But I didn't even think about it until they started doing the thing where they're like she's dead already, and she's yeah. laying on the floor, and they're mm-hmm. taking a picture of her. But then they released that video of her in the jumpsuit and them taking the the headshot. But of course, it's like from far away, and it's really blurry. And uh, so I don't know what to believe. Like, and that's the thing about about shit. You know, you're like they show it to you one way, and you're like, okay, that's how it, that's how it is. And then they show it to you a different way that makes you go, wait a minute. Yeah. And then they show it from a third way and you're like, hang on a sec. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on here? Because <laughs> it's just, you know, with people's ability to mess with videotape and people's avi- ability to uh, to Photoshop and create audio and destroy audio and destroy video, it's like, how the hell are you ever supposed to know what's real and what's not anymore? Yeah. I mean, it really feels like we're living in the goddamn matrix right yeah, now, yeah. you know? Because you see something on TV and you're like, oh, my God, that's real. And then you find out, like, no, they just they did it in front of a green screen and had a UFO fly by. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, my God, they've got a UFO. It's on camera. <laughs> so I don't know. It's It's just – it doesn't – the case in it I've watched the I watched the entire 52 minute video because I'm bored as hell and <laughs> yeah. and I'm like I just want to see how it looks from beginning to end and uh, they talked to a prosecutor who watched the video and his his thought process was um, that the police officer overstepped his bounds mm-hmm. and took it from a professional uh, traffic stop. To making it personal yeah and where it where that happens in the video is I don't know if you've seen the video but
1: just the small clips
0: so he's talking to her and he's trying to explain why he's giving her the citation and she's smoking yeah and she's obviously pissed off and you have the right to be pissed off at mm-hmm. the police there's no law against you being pissed <laughs> off but for some reason he felt like she shouldn't be pissed off at mm-hmm. him so he just keeps asking her why she's pissed off. And she's like, Because you're bothering me. And so he says, Can you put that cigarette out? And that's when it, it goes from public to personal. Yeah. So uh, he has obviously no right to ask her to put the cigarette out. And when mm-hmm. she refuses, it starts to escalate. And it's all because of his thing right there. Every single thing that happens subsequent to that moment is on that guy. Yeah. And that's what the prosecutor said. He's like, it, you know, should she have resisted, you know, the, the certain things that she did, whether she resisted or not. I mean, from the video, it doesn't seem like she's resisting. He's just slamming her into the ground and shit. But the other fact of, um, so she hung herself in her jail cell with a trash bag on a wall that was five feet high. And she was six foot tall. Yeah. So it meant that she had to, like, go on her knees or whatever to choke herself. And it's just, you know. If they say that's what happened, I guess that's what happened. I don't know if there's ever going to be a video that that would prove it otherwise. But hopefully the family of her will will fight it and try to get the real answers. It's Mm -hmm. just... It just does not make that much sense for for her to be taken into custody and three days later kill herself in the jail cell. It mm-hmm. doesn't make any
1: sense, you know. And there's so many conflicting reports. Like the paperwork wasn't done in time and it was like uh, some of it said she did one thing and some of it said the complete opposite, like later. Yeah. And uh, there's just like, the trash they said the trash liner was there was another trash liner in the trash can when they took pictures <laughs> of her hanging herself with the trash. Oh my god, dude. So I didn't it was hear like somebody Yeah, so somebody uh I guess came in and changed the trash while she was hanging there. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like I guess that sounds that would like have the to coldest fucking thing I've ever heard yeah. in my entire life.
0: Well, this lady's dead. I guess we got to change this trash out. Yeah. Can't have a can't have a, a can't have a bin without a sack in it. Got to put a fresh sack in it. Can't a, have a messy box. The fuck. I don't know, man. It's yeah. just all terrifying.
1: I think unless they do a th- top to bottom investigation of that entire police force, there's yeah nothing's ever going to come out of it.
0: I don't think there ever will be. Yeah. So we've come to everyone's favorite part. Of, oh wait. I have to bring an update for Cecil the Lion just came from oh, no. my Here CNN, we go. so I need, I need to find out what this update is. <laughs> Cecil the Lion's brother, Jericho, is also illegally killed in Zimbabwe, officials say. The brother of Cecil, named Jericho, killed Saturday in the national park. Oh, no. By a hunter operating illegally from the United States named Johnny Rodriguez. Boy, they're just taking them all out over there. (laughs) It seems personal. Drop them. Uh Okay, so everybody's favorite part of the show, five horrible questions. Are you ready? I am. Okay. (laughs) Question one. If someone was to offer you fifty million dollars to never tell another joke in the rest of your life, would you take that money?
1: No, <laughs> I don't think I would. It's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Good okay. answer.
0: Last week, my, uh, Matt McClowry said yes. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I can see that. Of course, I will. Uh, uh, do a famous person impression. If you can, <laughs> some of them have been funny. I used to Matt do... did Matt did Bane, and then I <laughs> then I clipped it over a video of Bane. It was pretty funny. I, Check out my YouTube channel for that. Mark <laughs> Puvos, Matt McClowry doing Bane. It's pretty funny.
1: Um, I used to do Sean Connery well, but I'm a little out of practice. So let's hear it. Get it going. You're the man now, dog. <laughs> What the fuck movie is that from? <laughs> from uh, <laughs> oh, God.
0: Finding Forrester.
1: Oh, God.
0: Goose-stepping morons like yourself should try reading books instead of burning them.
1: That's my favorite. Uh, my favorite is uh, when he reads uh, Forrester's stuff for the first time. Or no, the, the young kid's stuff for the first yeah. time. He reads it and he goes, you're
0: 16 and you're black. <laughs> That's a, thank you, Captain Obvious. <laughs> and you have hands. <laughs> uh next question. Uh name a comic that you don't get along with and why? Um there's really only one. It's Vic Henley. Oh. <laughs> you don't get along with Vic Henley. Yep. See, I've heard Vic on uh on the Opie and Anthony show a bunch, Opie and Jimmy, whatever it is now. And, uh, I don't know what it is from his interviews on there, but it, I just, I get the sense he's a dick.
1: I don't know why. Mm
0: -hmm. What's your story with him? Um,
1: he was in Cincinnati and, uh, uh, I have a cousin who was, is a big story out of Cincinnati. who was wrongfully convicted of murder. Oh my God! Uh, his wife drowned in a bathtub, and based Holy on shit. nothing but circumstantial evidence, with no motive, the police just said that he killed her. They don't know why or how he did it, but they think Holy that he did. Holy shit! He was, uh, yeah. And um,
0: I, was <laughs> I was working the door. Podcast. I was working.
1: Yeah, I was working the door at the comedy club in Cincinnati, and Vic was doing uh, a joke about it, and it was just a shitty hacky local reference and uh, his whole act is about him looking and sounding like a hillbilly but he's actually a smart person <laughs> and uh he's just sounds kind of, aces yeah sounds and, this, real aces. and this uh this bit was just coming from a completely ignorant place where he had no idea about any of the information and uh and it, there's a rv dealership and around Cincinnati area called Tom Raper RV. Oh God. He's like, you're going to get a RV, go with Raper. And he's like, uh, RV for Raper. And if your name's Widmer, you do murder or something like that. Like yeah. some thing that just got groans all week. And I just came up to him and I was like, Hey, could you not do that? That's my cousin. And, uh, it's really fucking with me. And it, and it took me like two shows to even build up to say that to him. Cause I'm a comedian. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, uh, embarrassed that I'm even being offended by anything. Yeah. And, uh, but it's personal. It's yeah. raw, you know, it's, it's family. And he, uh, and he was like, nah, I don't think I can, I don't think I can not do that joke. <laughs> and then he just did it on that show <laughs> oh my immediately God. after that. That's kind of a douchebag fucking move. Yeah.
0: It's just, I don't know what it was like. I heard him on, <clears throat> I heard him on there. And I looked up his his video or whatever, and then when I saw what it looked like... <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know why. I was just like, this guy seems like a real douchebag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, question four. What's the meanest thing you've ever done to a person on purpose? Oh. <laughs>
1: um... I don't know. There used to be a lot of stuff I would do as a kid that was really (laughs) fucked up. Uh, God, I can't think of one off the top of my head.
0: We will substitute a different joke in. Okay. Have you ever broken the law and got away with it that it would have put you in jail for?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What would that be? Uh, I drank and drove... uh, (laughs) Every weekend from the time I was 16 until I was 21. Holy shit. Man, you got a hell of a
0: record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And finally, reveal something you've never told your girlfriend on the podcast. Um. You can pass if you want to. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, i don't want to get I anybody in trouble there's got to
1: be something <laughs> it's got to be something um i don't know we broke up for a while and i told her i never slept with anybody but i did
0: Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> bombshell on the unbridled enthusiasm podcast
1: but i do a joke about uh pooping my pants and i reference that i did do that within an amount of time which was right when we were broken up so <laughs> no, so i never probably, directly she said probably it, but gets I'm it pretty sure she she's a, she knows
0: anything to plug sir uh i have an album when does this come out this will come out uh in probably three weeks i think i oh, got so some other ones out. that are on the uh, on the docket so go get uh, um mike cronin yep every time i hear your last name i want to say cronut People say that all the time. <laughs> no. I,
1: there's a comedian in in, uh, in Cincinnati that his name is Josh O'Neill, and I called him Josh Oatmeal. <laughs> I brought him up in the contest as Josh Oatmeal, and he was so mad at me, so I closed up the show going, All right, I've been Mike Cronut. And,
0: <laughs> and then you guys were best friends. <laughs> best buds from there. What's the
1: name of your album? It's called Hot for Too Long. Hot for Too Long. You can find Mike it on Cronin. iTunes and rooftopcomedy.com. Nice. Uh, Twitter
0: at Bonesnake three, <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to listen to the album or see <laughs> yeah. Mike live to get that joke. Uh-huh. but uh, I appreciate you being on the show, sir. yeah, no problem. Uh, That's great. good luck with uh, all your endeavors mm-hmm. and thank you. That was comedian Mike Cronin. Check him out on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and all that jazz and go and get his album which is going to be coming out on iTunes. Um, Yeah, and you can always get the podcast at Podbean, Tuned In, Stitcher, all that jazz. And uh, check out largedrunkman.com for the upcoming dates. And also, tune in next time when we talk about Who Knows.